world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. every time. Why? From deep within the bowels of the Second Amendment wasteland, that is New Jersey, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Oh my God, are we overloaded in the studio today? With lawyers. We have. I thought we a, have a sewer pipe broke. You, I, I remember, <laughs> you want Dream Team. Let lawyers. me read it down yes. Scott Bach, Dan Schmutter, Evan Knappen. My God. Okay? Wow. There's times where show. I've had. All three of them working for me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right? All three and of them. And that that we're working true. for you now. That's yes, that's right. They're working You'll for get me our now. bill later. Oh, wow. Can you imagine exactly. the billable rate here? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, a couple of things. We talked about it on, on last the last show we taped. And this, this show is being taped a week early because I'll be in Spain and Portugal. I want to get immersed in uh, socialism because it's coming soon to the U.S. So, I always like to be prepared and be a forward thinker. So... I want to see what it's like to have free shit over freedom. So, mm -hmm. California was a taste of it last week, but now I really want to see now the heart really of socialism yes, exactly. and Marxism. So, Scott Bach won his NRA re-election bid. Scott, thank you. For thank you, everybody, for your support. It's, uh, it's an especially difficult fight this cycle, and I can't thank everybody enough for their support. Hey, 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 we got you back in. Everybody out there, I want to thank everybody, all of our listeners and supporters. And I think I'm going to throw my hat in the ring this time and try it again. So this will be the last time I try. If I lose, I'm done. You staying on the antagonistic yes. party? No, no, no. Two's a charmer for me. Go ahead. Try, try not. Do or do not. Okay. <laughs> wow. There is no try. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do it Thanks, then. Yoda. All right. I'm going to do it. So, Scott, you want to, we're going to talk you, Trenton. Dan has some issues we want to talk about. And Knapp in big picture. Scott, lead off. We got our asses handed to us Monday again, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, yes, uh, you know, as expected, you know, all six, the package of six bills passed. However, um, there were some amendments that we're still looking at as of the date of this uh, taping. There's uh, new amendments on the magazine bill. Um as we, as you know, we've talked about it before. There is an old amendment that allows for permanent blocking of the magazine to make it compliant. There is a new amendment that apparently applies to a narrow class of firearms that their magazines cannot be modified. They can't function with modified uh, magazines. So I, I believe that that exemption applies to that. Again, we've not completed our analysis, but look. The big picture is again just a reminder to everybody: these bills are not law yet. Don't be leaving your magazines on the doorstep of <laughs> Woodland Park Range or gun sitters. Or uh, you, you could. You could Stop. send them. Well, you could if you yeah. desire to make a donation. Yes, but, exactly. But uh, don't be abandoning them yet. We're Scott, a yeah. real quick, uh, a friend from NYC and New York City Police that you were on a job with, uh, Mike DePama, said hello. Tell him you I say, Mike? hey, yes, I do. Good a very good man. He's a gun for hire alumni. Hey, Mike. Uh, sorry to knock you off there, but he'll want to hear that. Thank you. So, okay, so big picture, these bills are not law yet, okay? And uh, 
they are there are two more steps left before they can become law. One is they have to pass the full Senate, and second, they have to be signed by the governor. Now, neither of those is a stretch. Okay, I, you know what? I'm going to add a third layer, and that is that that after the governor signs them, they're going to have to survive the barrage of litigation that's coming from us. But uh, as of now, the next scheduled time when the full Senate can consider these bills is June 7th. So there looks like, looks like as of this taping that there's going to be a little bit of a hiatus, and uh, it looks like the earliest possible date. Anthony, you'll remember all the antis were up in arms at the hearing. They kept saying, we can't wait till June 7th. It has to be done now, mm-hmm. you know, obviously because... Um, the there children. Are li- it's the, there are lives at stake. Not one bill apparently. said school or child or student. No, in it, by all the, the way. Listen, all as, as but we, they gave a speech about all the shoe sh- school shootings in Parkland and everything in the head, head of time. Go it's ahead. it's never been about logic. Okay, you know every one of these bills is targeted at law-abiding citizens, as we've talked about many many times. There's only one gun law you need. If you commit a violent crime with a gun, we lock you up and throw away the key. And if the crime is heinous enough, maybe we give you the death penalty. Yes. Okay. Everything else is targeted at you and me. Okay, I mean, I mean, listen. Nobody in their right mind believes that criminals follow hardware bans, including the anti antis. They know exactly what they're Correct. doing. They're exploiting every opportunity, every tragedy, every issue to to advance a preconceived agenda. And we know what that agenda is. It's not a secret anymore. I used to be called a conspiracy theorist until confiscate, 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 and until a former U.S. Supreme Court justice just called for repeal of the Second Amendment. So let's just call it what it is. These people are trying to eradicate gun ownership. Private gun ownership is not compatible with their worldview. But back to where we are with Trenton, June 7th is the first available opportunity currently scheduled for the full Senate to vote. After that, depending on, well, we we don't know yet what all the amendments are going to look like, but It's going to go to the governor's desk. The governor will sign it, and we will be ready with litigation to swoop in and and challenge all of these bills. We got any lawyers for that? Plenty, including including Mr. Schmutter. Schmutter And what about this guy over here? I'm the guy that's going to defend you when you get caught with it, Anthony. Oh, shit. Evan is always part of the dialogue. We know. And, I I mean, just just to be clear, we don't often talk about this publicly, but Evan is— deeply involved in legislative analysis for ANJRPC. Uh, you know, I f- we frequently have middle-of-the-night conversations where I call him up in a panic and say, hey, there's this new bill. I need your take on it. And because nobody... And you nobody, heavy to me, too. There I you like go. That. A lot. <laughs> nobody does analysis like Evan. He sees things that nobody else does. Now, he's a little bit of a wild force. We have to filter it a little bit. But, uh, no, seriously, Evan has, has played a huge, quiet role... Thanks, in um, in shaping how we approach legislation, and uh, people do need to know that because he's heavily involved in the process. He's never talked about it publicly, and he just does it as a service. So thank well, you, thanks, Evan. Thanks, Scott. He better. Let's yeah. throw his arse out. Because this weird thing, I, I actually care. Like everybody in this room, we really do care. Yes. And it, and it's very disheartening when you see this nonsense. And if you can make any difference, you want to make the difference. And that's really what it's about. And you can make a difference, even in a place like New Jersey. We've proven that for the last couple of decades. And we're going to keep proving it, despite the crazy, impossible odds that we're facing now. As long as there's gluten-free snacks on the next bus, <laughs> we should right. have a good yeah, turnout at the rally. Good, yeah. and, Don't and forget the coffee at the correct temperature. The coffee at the correct temperature. <laughs>
Anyway, uh, so uh, come on, you guys. What else, What about you, Dan? What's going on? Scott's got more to talk about, I'm sure, but hit us. Well, I figured, uh, Anthony, I'd talk about a few things today. Um, I'd like to update the audience on our uh, uh, right to carry challenge in federal court, uh, Rogers versus Graywall. Um, that's proceeding uh, nicely. We've uh, just we recently received a motion to dismiss our case, of course, uh, from the government, and uh, we'll be filing our papers next week in response. Um, and you know we feel good about the case. Uh, you know the uh, the recent uh, uh, decision in the Wren and Grace cases in, out of the D.C. Circuit Court, uh, we think are very helpful, and we hope that uh, we, we hope that we're going to make some good progress here. This is a very important fight, and uh, we're very proud that we're uh, we're behind it. Um, and, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, I wanted to talk about another couple of interesting decisions that have come down recently uh, that, that may or may not be directly related to uh, firearms, but they, they, they bode very interestingly for the future of this kind of litigation. So the first case I wanted to talk about is a case that came out of the, uh, the High Court, the Supreme Judicial Court of Massachusetts of all places, Ramirez versus Commonwealth of Massachusetts. This is another stun gun case. And why is this case important? It's because of the way this court, which is a very liberal court, approached the application of the Second Amendment. All right, hold that right there. I want to talk about that. It's important to us. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise, and although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. And what better way to say I love you than giving the ones you love a gift to keep them safe? 
Lipstick Bodyguard. It looks just like a beautiful little lipstick. But just like a beautiful woman, it has the power to bring a grown man to his knees. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. You ever notice when he gets standby, he makes noises? Like that? <coughs> yeah. <coughs> they, and this, everyone here notices. And this, well, oh, sorry. And this, <laughs> and this segment is sponsored to you by Liberty Office Suites, LibertyOfficeSuites.com. Check out Ron Seuss's place for as little as fifty-eight dollars a month. You can have a professional environment. He's in Montville and he's in Parsippany. Check out LibertyOfficeSuites.com. So, Dan, stun gun case. Scott, you had a question during the break. Continue, please. We're all interested in that because right now there's legislation to pretty much get rid of stun guns again in New Jersey. But you're saying this case does what? Well, if, if your audience may remember, a few years ago, the United States Supreme Court uh, heard a case called Catano versus Massachusetts. Yes. And what was interesting about that case is they didn't hear oral argument. They didn't decide the case on the merits. They did something which is referred to as a GVR, Grant, Vacate, and Remand. And what they basically said to the Supreme Judicial Court of Massachusetts is you completely ignored Heller. Go back and do it the right way. And so they didn't decide the stun gun issue under the Second Amendment. They basically just said, you guys are ignoring us. Go back and hear this case again and do it right this time. And then if we need to hear the case, we'll decide whether we're going to hear the case. And that case um, went away because ultimately when it went back to Massachusetts, they settled that case. They dismissed the charges. And so there was no more litigation. Well, now fast forward to this case. It's the same basic kind of case. It's a challenge to Massachusetts total ban on stun guns. And this time, the Supreme Judicial Court of Massachusetts strikes the law, and they strike it on, on very straightforward Second Amendment grounds. But what's interesting about the case is that the discussion by the court doesn't sound like a court that is reluctantly applying the Second Amendment as narrowly as possible. It reads like you would expect a decision from a, a court that is applying it fairly broadly. And it's very unusual in that regard because you don't expect that out of a place like Massachusetts. For example, they talk about uh, uh, the Second Amendment's uh, uh, design and meaning in terms of uh, restricting sensitive persons, such as felons or uh, uh, you know uh, perpetrators of domestic violence, or restricting firearms in sensitive places like courthouses or airports, things like that. They don't talk about the Second Amendment as being very, very narrow in scope. Now, the decision itself isn't a broad Second Amendment ruling, but it's very interesting that a court like this, that you would expect to be very hostile to the Second Amendment, talks about the Second Amendment in these terms. And so wow. I think it's I think it's fascinating that this went the way it went. Now, you know, people might be thinking, well, what does that mean for stun guns in New Jersey? Directly, it means nothing because, of course, this decision doesn't affect anything in New Jersey. What does it mean going forward? Well, what's interesting is, unlike the Supreme Court of New Jersey, because the uh, the uh, Massachusetts High Court has has rendered this decision in such broad terms, we can contrast that, for example, with the Machete case. If you remember, we've talked about on the show the case of State versus Montalvo, mm -hmm. uh, where the guy had a machete in his home, mm -hmm. and he was charged with unlawful possession of a weapon. Correct. And the court said, no, no, um, the Second Amendment requires that we recognize the right to possess something like a machete in one's home, but they went out of their way to remind folks that outside the home, the rules are totally different. So the New Jersey Supreme Court, in ruling favorably on a Second Amendment issue, nevertheless went out of their way to remind us that it's a, it's a, they're applying it very narrowly. 
that's different than what the Supreme Court of Massachusetts did here. So, you know, we this is going to continue to percolate. These issues are going to continue to percolate. Sentiment, Second Amendment cases outside the home will continue to percolate. This, though, represents an interesting data point in where this stuff is going going forward, and I find it fascinating. Wow. What do you have to say, Evan? I think the reason Massachusetts did it was not because of their epiphany over gun rights, but rather politically, if they write it this way, then there's less likelihood for it to go up to the Supreme Court and make binding SCOTUS uh, law for us. And uh, they recognize, I think they thought about it that way, because they knew that it went up already and was sent back, and now they would have a good chance of uh, certiorari, so they're bending over backwards. And I, I bet you won't even see an appeal, right? Is the state even going to try to appeal it to the Supreme Court? I doubt it. It's a good question. They, I, I they, think they, they want to kill it. I think they want. Yeah. They want to, I think you're right. I think so, they want to keep this yeah, exactly where exactly it is. Exactly where it is, because then they know they can control the Second Amendment in mass and keep their power. Mm. You know, but it's really great what you point out, and I and your analysis is right on. And that's why one of the key questions I get all the time, and you have too, and we've discussed it amongst ourselves, is about whether uh, the stun gun, based on the uh, case that was brought in Jersey, can individuals carry them or just possess them and what's the deal? And I think you and I both agree that carry is out of the question because of that very case law in which in the agreement that was reached, they never addressed uh, NJS 2C39-5D, which is the other weapons section. And by not doing that, uh, carry becomes a, a serious problem for folks. So the bottom line is it, you're allowed to possess a stun gun in Jersey currently or taser, but don't carry it. It's a practical uh, tip you need to know. Don't so carry your stun gun. Keep it in the house. Like you can have a gun in the house, but that's it. Don't go beyond the house with your stun gun because in order to show the lawful purpose, it's one thing to have a pocket knife. You, know, you open boxes, you cut string, you open, you know, whatever. But what's your uh, lawful purpose for a stun gun? What, you going to herd cattle or something with it? I mean, what are you doing with it? It's self-defense, obviously. And the court hasn't extended it. What? It's a maritally. You're a very odd person, but I guess that explains the three divorces. You know, maybe. But anyway. You know. Yeah, but, you know, here's what, I, what I'm going to share with uh, today is I think we should talk about loopholes, ways that Jersey citizens can get around ridiculous laws. I always enjoy that. I think one of the fun ways to get around the bump stock laws with a rubber band, if anyone's seen that, you wrap the rubber band around the trigger, around the magwell, and back around the trigger, and now you can bump fire very easily with the rubber band. If you go online, you can see it right online. Watch how to do it. So the whole bump stock thing is a bunch of silliness when you can duplicate it uh, even better effect with just a rubber band. Hey, maybe someone out there is interested in having a, uh, a firearm that's very quiet. And you know, New Jersey silencers, which is the word used in the law, are prohibited. And I want to give a warning out to uh, your listeners. If you live in New Jersey and you have an air rifle with an integral suppressor or silencer, that is prohibited in Jersey. Wow. Because uh, air guns are firearms. Therefore, you have a firearm suppressor. You're looking at 18 months in state's prison if you're caught with that air gun or BB gun. Now, you are allowed to hunt with air rifles, certain types of air rifles, 
Don't go out in the woods or fields with a suppressed one. You'll have double trouble, and you could face uh, felony-level prosecution. And then if you're convicted of uh, air gun suppressor charge in Jersey, you lose your gun rights for the entire United States because you're now a convicted felon. So don't go down that path. But I bet there are listeners that might like to say, hey, I'd like to be able to shoot something a little quiet. What do you have that might do it? And the easiest way with that is get a, a long barrel twenty two, a twenty two. Uh, rifle that has about uh, 28, 29 inch barrel and they're out there. 67. And right, right. Somebody gave me And then you buy the, well, I can finish the uh, loophole when you get back. How's that? For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers in each port are bulletproof. They're extra wide ports so two people can stand side by side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms and those classrooms are for small one-on-one classes, our Build-A-Bear, building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids, and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids, and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun for Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. And uh, Dave Schreiber just posted that he voted for Scott like three or four times Chicago style. Hashtag Chicago style. 
This segment is brought to you by Gunsitters, Gunsitters.com, and their military division weapons guard. Check them out on Route 10 in East Hanover in the Pine Plaza for long-term and temporary storage or to get you out of trouble and get the heat off of you. Check out Gunsitters.com. Evan, loophole. Go ahead. Ah, so 29 back to the suppressor. inch barrel, 22. Yeah, the nice one, the CZ makes the Ultra Lux uh, yeah, uh, rifle. That's a nice long barrel, 29 or almost 29 inch. And by having that long barrel, you then you get some CCI quiet load, which is specifically a load made to be uh, less noisy. But you put a quiet load through a long barrel 22, all you hear is the lead hitting the paper. I mean, it is amazingly quiet. Really? So, yeah, and it's perfectly Jersey legal because it's not a suppressor. It's just a long barrel 22. And with that uh, load particularly, it's uh, uh, quieter than even a suppressed firearm. I've heard someone can sit in their studio open mm-hmm. these sliding doors mm-hmm. while still sitting in their chair mm. and shoot to the back of their yard and hit a target. And uh, and the noise level is it's nothing, basically. Nothing. Right. You hear nothing I've heard but re- click. I've heard reports, reports. about oh. such things before. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty good. Actually, I haven't yes. heard any such reports. No, I haven't heard any yeah, reports but that, that's, at all. That is true. If you want to talk about another loophole, let's talk about the uh, sawed-off shotgun loophole. You know, the Jersey State Police say you can have the shockwave. The shockwave has 14-inch barrel. ATF has declared it to be a, quote, other. And the New Jersey State Police have said with a firearms ID card you can have it. So if you want to have a 14-inch barrel, little bit over 26-inch overall pump shotgun that plainly, you know, looks like uh, a very handy item, it's Jersey legal, <laughs> and you've okay. just loopholed out on the sawed-off shotgun. When's the loophole uh, book coming out? the loophole that, book on? I'm giving you all the loopholes. Is that loophole? something you can tell me? Let me tell you what loopholes are. <laughs> loopholes are freedom finding a way. That's all it is. <laughs> As they keep creating, it's freedom finding, finding a, way. a way. And every time they try to put a ban, there's another way around it and around it, and that nothing makes me happier. I need then to buy a shockwave figure, shotgun. Now. Get a shockwave. So yeah. You know, Freedom now in, finding a way. in New Hampshire, one of those? in New Hampshire, a shockwave yeah. is simply a handgun because any firearm with a barrel under 16 inches is a handgun. a handgun. So you can carry it in your car, loaded or on your person, with no permit, no license Shut because up. it's constitutional carry. I hate so it. I always, one time in my Hampshire, I always have a have a loaded shockwave with me, and it's officially known as the New Hampshire Car Cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, before we all get indicted, what what else do you have going on? Uh, Well, I I figure let's talk a little bit uh, U.S. Supreme Court here. Please. Um, So when when the thought was how how was uh, Justice Scalia's seat going to be filled, there was a lot of speculation as to what would happen, what, what sort of justice would we get. When we got uh, Justice Gorsuch, the, you know, the, there was uh, the thought was that he seemed pretty good, but who? How do we know how he's going to be on this issue, and how do we know how he's going to be on issues generally? Well, we got our first taste of Gorsuch um, in the uh, Peruta case, which was the California Carry case, when uh, when the Supreme Court denied cert in that case and declined to hear the case. Uh, there was a, a, an opinion written by Justice Thomas. Uh, dissenting from the denial, and it was joined by Justice Gorsuch. And, and uh, of course, as we know, Thomas has a very strong credentials on uh, the Second Amendment. So when Justice Gorsuch um, joined that opinion, we got a very good sense of, of his view on these issues. Well, uh, another opinion has come down, and it has it has nothing directly to do with the Second Amendment, but it, it tells us a little bit more about what we, we can expect from Justice Gorsuch. This is a case uh, that came down a few days ago called Sessions versus DeMaia. And it, it is a 
a due process void for vagueness case. And I've been on the show talking about my knife rights case, which is the challenge to New York City's uh, unconstitutional um, uh, arrest of people carrying ordinary uh, um, uh, pocket knives. And the challenge to that case is that it's void for vagueness. That is, a person cannot reasonably tell what conduct is unlawful. And when you, if you want to uh, uh, convict someone of a criminal offense, you have to be able to conform your conduct to the law. And if you can't tell what's illegal and what's legal, that violates the due process clause of the Constitution. So this DiMaia case is a similar type of case in that it was a, well, this wasn't a criminal statute. It was an immigration law in which a person with a, a valid green card could be deported if they were guilty of a certain type of crime. And the problem here is that there was a catch-all category that was that was vague, so you couldn't tell if you fell into that category. Now, the, the court had come down with a decision called Johnson versus U.S. a few years ago, which basically struck a similar statute. What's interesting here is that this this case was heard uh, last year, with, when be, was heard before Justice Gorsuch was seated, and so it was it was four four tie. Um, the the four justices in the so-called liberal wing voted to strike the law. The four justices in the so-called conservative wing voted to uphold the law. So when just when it was reheard with Justice Gorsuch, everybody knew he was going to be the deciding vote, and he would determine how this case comes out. What's interesting is that in this case he sided with the liberal wing, and he voted to strike the law. And he filed a concurring opinion. What's interesting about his opinion is that it expresses a very rich view of liberty and a very rich view of due process. We learn a lot about his, his perception of due process in this opinion. And I'm not going to read from the opinion at length. But, you know, whereas the court's majority opinion just gives a very sort of, uh, a very sort of sterile legal analysis of the statute and of how the due process clause works and just goes point by point in legalese, Justice Gorsuch's opinion is rich with liberty concepts. And so what we're seeing from him is not only does he appear to have strong uh, uh, positive uh, views on the Second Amendment, but he seems to have this rich sense of the rights of the individual uh, under the Constitution. You know, if, and, and uh, that could have important implications for the Second Amendment as well, because as we know, so many laws implicating firearms are criminal statutes. And so to the extent that there are vagueness challenges to such statutes, we can see where Justice Gorsuch might might go on those kinds of things, but we can also see that he has this richly li this rich liberty credential, which I think is very important for liberty generally. And Dan, completely right. And the void for vagueness uh, challenge. That's how I initially had New Jersey's assault firearm statute declared unconstitutional in State versus Merrill. Judge Farron in Monmouth County found it was void for vagueness that no citizen would could understand how to conform their behavior. After we won that, the state of New Jersey didn't appeal it, which would have made it binding law, but of course the state bends over backwards to protect an unconstitutional law that no one can figure out how to obey. And uh, 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 an action was brought in federal court, and that's when the attorney general issued the opinion defining the void for vagueness term of substantially identical, and that's what opened up the attorney general opinion of the 94 crime bill application so we knew what semi-autos we could have. So the entire basis that started that entire uh, chain was this very argument that uh, Gorsuch upheld and recognized. And as Dan and I both see it, it's very promising for liberty when you have a constitutionalist. Even though I don't agree with where it came out on the issue of sure. immigration, that's not the issue. The issue is we have a constitutionalist who's really applying the law and that's a damn good judge.
Nice. Scott? Yes. Well, you know, we've spoken of the old New Jersey legislature or, the, you know, the lack of an appeal in the old case for tactical reasons. We talked about the lack of an appeal in Massachusetts for tactical reasons. Here's something that surprises me, and that is that... When um, you come back, when we come back, hold it. Okay, I Thank will. You. precious things you can give someone. No cell phones, no video games, no electronic devices, no interruptions. Just your favorite gun, a couple boxes of ammo, and time spent together. The folks at Gun For Hire Woodland Park Range believe there is no time like the present, and no present like time. Step through their doors and you'll feel time stand still. It may look like a luxury shooting range, but what they really sell is the perfect day. And perfect memories are made from perfect days. Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range, where family memories begin. What? They said it wouldn't last. That was just wishful thinking. Gun for Hire Radio. He does it on purpose. The most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Seven years oh. running. And this segment is brought to you by County he Line gets Firearms. And that's his idea to just say whatever he County wants Line Firearms NJ.com. County Line Firearms NJ.com. And don't forget the Cheeseman case. GoFundMe. GoFundMe.com forward slash restore dash carry dash NJ. Support those who support us. NJ Safecom is going to be Saturday, September 22nd, 2018, 9 to 5 at the Cumberland County College. Everybody but Sandy in this room will be there because Sandy is antisocial. So hopes to see you then. <laughs> calls me a cave troll. Cave troll. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. Yeah, a curmudgeon. Yeah, a curmudgeon. curmudgeon. Yeah, look it up. You see my... Look up Your curmudgeon picture. in the dictionary. First that's, a, that's an insult to <laughs> cave trolls. Thank you so much. Oh. All right, Dan Schmutter's on. <laughs> Tell us, Scott. You're, not a bridge <laughs> You're out. He's been sitting next to this one <laughs> all day. Host. This is why. You're a bridge troll, too, right? <laughs> yeah, bridge yeah. troll, too. Bridge yeah. So, so tell what's us. your favorite so color? <laughs> <laughs> Do you do this shit in court? Oh, yeah, all the time. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be surprised. I've no, become I very close to being held in I, contempt. I, More I, times than I want to <laughs> admit, to be honest. Are you like the guy in My Cousin Vinny who comes in with the funny limit. suit? I push it. I definitely push it. Well, so you yeah. met you you that oh, judge? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One time, the judge. Oh, my God, God. I put my briefcase on. The, this was in Ocean County. On the desk, and the judge... Said, get that briefcase while you scratch the desk. And I thought, like, what? I said, Judge, if I had known, I would have brought my pledge. He said, do you hear what I have to put up with? And he stormed off the bench. I swear to God. I thought he was just busting my balls. And I thought I was just having fun. No, he was, like, serious. And I infuriated him. Good, good move, Ev. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> did, you give a, did you give a discount to the client? Oh my that? god, it was great. <laughs> then all these other uh, wait, folks, wait, wait. the public defender came. Oh, don't worry, he's just in a really bad mood. It's not you. It's not you. I'm like, 
Okay. Oh my God. And then, and <laughs> I couldn't believe it. was it. you. It I was probably you. was. I think I just bring out the good stuff like that in judges. <laughs> <laughs> well, they know they're going to have to yeah. listen to you. So you they know. know they're in for it. All right, Scott, hit it. So, look, my point was you know, there are some antis that are smart. So they're smart enough to know when to appeal and when not to appeal, when to act and when not act. What really surprises me is that New Jersey legislators have an opportunity right now to pass a constitutional carry law in New Jersey. They're facing a second lawsuit, and they don't see what's coming. They don't see down the road. What's, what's coming down the road is sooner or later, whether it's our case or some other case, they're, the New Jersey carry law is going to be overturned, and they're going to be forced to rewrite it. They have an opportunity to, to rewrite it right now before they're forced to. And they haven't taken that up. And it's because, I think it's because they underestimate our chances. They certainly mocked and made fun of us on the Drake case until the U.S. Supreme Court you know, kept postponing a decision on, on whether it would then take up nervous. the case. They got really nervous. Okay, So, you know, as I, as I like to say, if New Jersey legislators were smart, they'd be trying to write a constitutional carry law now while they have control as opposed to later when they're going to lose control. But because they're not smart, they're not doing that. I mean, if I were on their side, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be seeing the tea leaves, and I'd be saying, we better do something. Ironically, they're doing the exact thing that is going to help bring about the failure of New Jersey's carry law. They keep digging their heels in, getting more and more extreme, don't want to budge an inch. Nobody should have a firearm. You know, oh, my goodness, people running around with guns, and it's just going to play into our hands. I like that angle. It's well, hard to follow napping with anything, though. True. Hey, well, you know, that's the uh, Loretta Weinberg approach. You know, mm -hmm. just <laughs> keep put those anti-gun, pro-gun stuff. That's what happens. They don't think about the uh, the counter to it. They don't Correct. think about what happens. The yin and yang. For every of it. action, there's a reaction. Right. They never consider it. By the way, I announced yeah. uh, 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 that Loretta Weinberg's coming on Gunfire oh, Radio May it? 18th. I still taping don't believe a show. it. Well, we'll see. Well, he wants to be on. I told him no. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to be on, too. You told me no, too. No, no lawyers. What? I want no to talk lawyers. to her. I want her to see the place. I want to talk no, to her that's to good. see the people. <sighs> Listen, Dan, I said it before. The worst that happens, she walks out. She still has the same position she always had. So nothing ventured, nothing gained. But Do you realize what your hourly billing rate is here? We figured eighteen hundred an hour. That's we figured about eighteen hundred an hour. <laughs> yeah, and that's for what forty-minute increments. <laughs> that's an hour for you lawyers. Yeah. Anyway, Dan, what else do you have, or Scott? Before Evan snaps all over you, Scott, what, what uh, else? Enough for you What's guys. They don't, people want to hear is going to need support <laughs> for lawsuits. Shouldn't people be joining yes. even for forty dollars a people year? People should be joining, and people should be donating. You know, in addition to Dan Schmutter being queued up, we also have a national law firm, Cooper and Kirk. With tremendous support, um, you know, and uh, guidance from NRA, and we are, listen, we are queued up and ready. We're going to be meeting, meeting these challenges and rising to them. And listen, our job is to defend freedom. We're going to do it no matter what hand we're dealt, and we need support to do that. It's going to be massively expensive. I really want to talk about this. This is Go serious, ahead. and that is. All the time I'm, I'm doing seminars, I'm talking to folks, and people go, what can I do? What should I do? What can... Listen, there's, here's the minimum you should do. Just the minimum, if you care about your gun rights, is you need to belong to the NRA and you need to belong to the state association, meaning the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. Scott Bach is executive director of that organization. They have a full-time paid lobbyist. They are out there fighting every day 
Those are the two minimum things. And plus, when you belong to your state organization, which is the affiliate of the NRA and the association, ANJRPC, is that for New Jersey, and you belong to the NRA, get on those email lists, and then you will be on top of it. Then you'll find out if your magazine is suddenly going to become contraband, and at the stroke of the governor's pen, you're looking at 18 months in state's prison. Wouldn't you like to know that in advance? <laughs> I mean, things like that. And when you can take action, and when you need to call, and when you need to email. If you don't belong to the state association, the NRA, both those groups, you're not going to know that, and you're not doing your part. We, we, so this is what you have to do. And if you want to belong to other gun groups, too, God bless you. Fine. But at least belong to those two. And if you're in New Jersey and, you don't, and you're don't, and you a gun owner and you don't belong to the state association, you are hurting yourself. You know, we, you're give, hurting we yourself. give a magazine out to every student, over 200 students right. a month. We explain to them the importance, and we have them out for free in the front lobby, the back of the range. And people ask me questions like, where can I go? Where, where, where can I shoot in South Jersey? I'm like, why don't you belong to this for $40 a year? But also, we should people should be making donations because the lawsuits are going to be coming. So, Scott, tell them where they can go to do that. ANJRPC.org. ANJRPC.org. I know it's a mouthful and an earful. Um, it's okay. It's easy. it's not that bad. After thank you thirty guys or forty for years, it's finally flowing. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> thank you guys for the support and uh, and um, you know, listen, we're in this fight together, and we're going to fight it together like we we have for a very long time. We're going to continue that no matter what happens. So thank you. So oh, that's good. So go ahead, Nap. Go ahead, hit well, it. Well, one more thing. I want to personally congratulate Scott for making the NRA board and getting elected. That is awesome. It's Thank great you for, for your New help. Jersey. Thank you. Uh, just we are really, really happy about it. Scott has done so much for the state, and keeping Scott on the NRA board really keeps us you, uh, right there at, at headquarters with a wonderful uh, ability to have some influence. You know, we've talked about this before, but like you have cases, and Dan has cases, and Scott has brought cases to the NRA. I donate to the Civil Rights Defense Fund, CRDF, every right. year uh, pretty heavily. I get my invoice and I send them a check, which partially is tax deductible. But I see you guys prepare your cases. And I, every time I go to NRA board meetings or annual meetings, you guys are down there asking for money for legitimate cases to and help people money. And, and getting right. money. And, uh, and if and we didn't helps. have Scott as a board member, it would make it that much harder. It's true. You know, relationships are, are, are powerful. Obviously, I mean, I've seen Dan go up for knife rights. I've seen him go up. I've seen you. And you guys walk away with dough for these cases. Right? And it makes all the difference because then the clients are able to even just afford expenses, not even just legal fees, talking transcripts, all kinds of stuff. These things are expensive, and many times the, the gun owners, they get caught up in it. They're just uh, average Joes, and it's a, and the, the whole judicial system is uh, is expensive. And we all try to be very reasonable. And when we work, do work for the NRA, we have a very special, reasonable rate that we do for them. And we, you know, bend over backwards to make it happen to protect uh, folks and to uh, do the do the fund right. And it, it's a great thing that that fund exists. It's helped so many people, and it really has. And, and NRA. Itself, you know, you don't hear in the media just how great the NRA is, but the NRA is great, and I love the NRA. And the NRA has done so many tremendous things in training, in protecting, in laying the groundwork. I mean, look, no, no organization is perfect, but I'm going to tell you right now, NRA is a fantastic civil rights organization. And those that NRA bash, you're you're bashing yourself if you're a gun owner. It's stupid. We got to unite. We got to be part of the organization. It's what 
uh, gets the political influence uh, to the legislators. Uh, it's not about, you know, the, the media, like say, NRA with the money. It's, it's not the money. It's the members. Correct. That's what they, and we're so close to being the number one member organization in the United States. What are we, number two now, just only behind uh, AARP, Scott? I don't know the... <laughs> But we are we are way up there for you know, and that's really vital. Well, NRA is the largest publisher in the U.S. By the way, just really quickly on the topic yeah. of Civil Rights Defense Fund, they've contributed nearly three quarters of a million dollars to New Jersey cases over the last fifteen years. There you go. And also, you can you can donate to CRDF, and you can email specifically to uh, New Jersey. Uh, my name is Anthony Colandro. I'm the executive vice president of the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. I'm a life member of the NRA. I also own Gun for Hire at the Woodland Park Range, one of the largest firearms ranges in the state of New Jersey. I won't have time to stay here to oppose all the bills uh, today because uh, I own a business in the most taxed state in the nation, so I have to get back to work so I can pay your guys' salaries up there. So uh, here we go again. We're targeting one million law-abiding, tax-paying citizens and making us all felons with one fell swoop with zero compensation. Maybe, just maybe, you should be focusing on enforcing the laws we already have on the books instead of being known as the state with the catch-and-release revolving door criminal justice system. We always seem to be focusing in New Jersey on administrative laws and not focusing on enforcing the criminal laws. Those are the laws that affect criminals who have committed crimes instead of the administrative laws that affect us, the law-abiding citizens, and make it harder for us to survive in this state. Criminals do not follow the laws we have now, and you penalizing us, the law-abiding citizens, for their lawlessness is absurd. You vote to exempt illegal aliens from crimes and give them free benefits and free education. And we, the tax-paying law-abiding citizens, have to fund these crazy social experiments so that you'll get more votes and you can stay up there on your thrones. We, the people, have had enough. I've had enough. We are tired of you rich socialists running every aspect of our lives while we are required to shut up, work, and pay our taxes. I've had many of my customers and firearms tell owners tell me that this is the last straw and they will not comply. The compliance rate in Connecticut and New York State for similar laws is less than 4%. So you're going to make a million law-abiding gun owners criminals with a signature. Again, we the people have had it and the criminals love it, all right? While you set your anger, hate, and contempt on us, the legal gun owners, the criminals are laughing at your actions. Will we be compensated for all the hard-earned purchased hardware and magazines that we have to turn in? Tell me how making all of us voting, taxpayers, instant felons will address and fix the gun violence problem in New Jersey. Crank it on! Crank it up! Let's go! And this segment is brought to you by me. Okay, Evan, what's your website? My website is evannappin.com. Thank you for asking. Dan, you can find all kinds of things on my website. (laughs) Dan, what's your website? My my website is hartmanwinicky.com. The firm is Hartman and Winicky. We're located in Ridgewood, New Jersey. And Scott, ANJRPC. Almost as hard as Hartman Winicky is ANJRPC.org. So, Dan, what were you saying about CRDF and donations? Well, what's interesting, and many people may not realize this, but you can make a donation to the NRA Civil Rights Defense Fund and you can specifically restrict it to New Jersey. So if you're concerned that your money to CRDF may be dispersed throughout the country, if you make a 
a restricted donation to New Jersey, those funds will go to New Jersey cases. And so it's a really good way to support litigation in New Jersey to deal with Second Amendment rights. You know, every year when the NRA, CRDF, sends the annual report of cases that they funded, I read the New Jersey cases off on the radio. Every time I get it, I'll get it after this annual meeting, I'll get it in the mail because I'm a high donor for CRDF. And it's amazing, the emails and responses I get back from people, they're like, oh, we had no idea. You know, right, Scott? People don't have any idea of what's going on behind the scenes. Go ahead. Yeah, just just the one thing I want to say about CRDF. You can donate to that fund and know that every penny is going to be used for its intended purpose. It's it's where I donate as well, personally. <coughs> it's an extremely worthwhile. I mean, the amount that, we've, that New Jersey has gotten back far exceeds what New Jersey puts in. If you want to give your money to NRA <coughs> and get a tax deduction for it, the Civil Rights Defense Fund is definitely the way to go. Yes, 100%. Go ahead, guys. What else? I'd like to give a tip out to the listeners to help them avoid trouble. And it's something that they may not readily recognize, uh, and that is when you transport your firearms in New Jersey, I bet a lot of your listeners uh, here transport in gun cases. And I just want to advise that under case law in New Jersey, plain view of a gun case is probable cause for a search. So beware if you transport your guns in a gun case because you're opening yourself up for a search. So let's say you're in your SUV and your gun case is behind you and the officer can see it. Well, now you can be subjected to search. And then when the gun case is opened and they find in it a gun, now you get to be arrested with the presumption of illegality applying and you get to prove whether you have a license or whether you're within some exemption, which is regarded as a defense. So you really want to avoid uh, the judicial system. You want to avoid getting arrested. You want to be very discreet in New Jersey. So I just want to advise folks, try not to carry your guns in gun cases. If you do, make sure you cover them up, put them in the trunk, don't let them be seen in plain view. I would uh, respectfully suggest carrying guns in other types of cases, like musical instrument cases, no joke. Sporting good cases or briefcases, right? Exactly, toolboxes. DeWalt. We tell exactly. people that all the time. Get, do not carry in gun cases because of that crappy uh, court-created uh, law regarding our Fourth Amendment rights. So beware. Nice. Good. Very good advice. And Dan, what's going on with uh, knives and stuff in New Jersey? Anything? Well, I can. Well, let's let's talk about knives in New York. Um, Go ahead. I, I briefly mentioned the knife rights case. Um, your listeners may remember. Um, in January, we were on appeal, um, argued the case before the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. Um, you know, we're cautiously optimistic about the reception that we got at oral argument. Of course, you can't uh, predict what a court is going to do, um, but uh, you know, we felt you know uh, we felt comfortable coming out of the oral argument. And of course, there's no way to predict anything, but um, we like our chances. Um, we're you know, as as your listeners know, um, these kinds of things could take a, a quite a while for courts to decide. Uh, the, on the first appeal years ago, I think it was about nine months before we heard from the court. So there's no way to predict when we're going to hear, but uh, you know we're waiting, and, uh, and hopefully we'll have some good news for, keep, for your listeners. Keep fighting, Scott. What do we? What are, what's next for us, Scott? Besides June seventh. Well, next? This, uh, honestly, I believe what we've just been through with these six bills is just the first wave. Yep. We know Governor Murphy's agenda because he made it very clear during his election and since he's been elected. So, listen, I think we're going to be facing waves of legislation. Um, I think we're going to be seeing a, an effort to uh, change around our permitting system in a way that we won't like. You might remember the omnibus bill from several years ago where mm -hmm. 
it was touted we can turn off your Second Amendment rights with the flip of a switch. We can turn them on and off. Um, we know that the smart gun bill is coming back in one form or another. We know there's this horrific round two assault weapons ban. Evan um, spoke about it this last yeah. week's show. So, you know, this is just the first wave. So we better be geared up for a long, hard fight. It's going to require everything we've got, our fortitude, our just dogged purpose that we're just going to we're going to keep fighting. We're going to fight smart. We're going to fight the best we can. We're going to expose them, you know, expose the insanity, embarrass them, get in their way, make them like difficult, them. painful and uncomfortable. It has to be painful and uncomfortable for them every step of the way. If we make it easy for them, they'll be emboldened and encouraged. And we'll be back to 85 bills at one time like we were in 2013. So... What's next is it's going to be a long, hard grind. Some of it's going to go to court. A lot of it's, you know, we're going to have these perpetual battles going on, but it is what it is. We, this is the hand we've been dealt, and we're going to play it to the best of our ability. Good. Not Good. encouraging Good. news, but our choice is to leave New Jersey. But and for go the, where? Well, whoever is staying, we have to stand and fight. That is the bottom but line. One at a time. Other states are falling. We talk about this all the time. Look what happened in Florida. Look what's going on. In, I mean, forget about Massachusetts already. Pennsylvania. They're not. Yeah. You guys all well, here. Let's talk point. about the non-resident county. Yes. We lost yeah. It. Pennsylvania. They uh, redid all the agreements, and Pennsylvania ended with every recognized reciprocity license. The ability of a uh, non-resident licensee to carry in Pennsylvania. So if you have, for example, a New Hampshire or Florida or any other license that Pennsylvania might recognize, but you're a Jersey resident, you cannot carry in Pennsylvania. Only, only those that are residents of the state that you have the carry license in. And, uh, yeah, so they ended that by the attorney general in Pennsylvania making all these new agreements. Executive fiat. Right, right. and that's their reciprocity agreement. So they cut out uh, a lot of Jersey folks that, and it seems pretty stupid because a lot of Jersey folks would really enjoy and treasured being able to go to Pennsylvania and protect themselves and appreciate it. And And I think it. And I think it brought a lot of people, right, from Jersey there to vacation, to shop, and even to move out of New Jersey to Pennsylvania. So to kind of slam the door in their face and not give them the taste of the freedom is frankly kind of stupid from a perspective of the state enticing folks to come there. Just like uh, Texas, Governor Abbott you know, said, hey, Jerseyans, come to Texas. Yep. We're a lot better. And uh, then Murphy tried to counter it. Yeah. So in terms of Texas... Versus New Jersey, which state is better? That's oh a hard call God. because we do have uh, pork roll or Taylor ham in Jersey. And yes. Of course, that's hard to find in Texas. But I guess uh, you could Texas it. probably uh, wins for sure on the gun and knife rights issue. One hundred percent. Yeah, sure. most likely it does there, huh? So you can you can, well, you know, can, ma- you can uh-huh. mail order Taylor ham. Yes, you can't you mail can. order freedom. Right. Correct. Yeah, that's Ooh, true. Nice one. I like that. Although that might be a good business. Mail order freedom. Really shut you down for fraud. But anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, in a previous life, he was a grifter. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. You know true. that, right? In he was not a lawyer. Oh, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs>
<laughs> he definitely was a grifter. How for dare sure. you say that? Right? I can't mail freedom. I put, like that. Put the jam. finger across the right out of the, the, uh, <laughs> uh, the sting, man. I, I love that movie. I'm going to start doing some Scott Joplin now. You guys should watch. They now have the Sting the musical. Oh no! Um, I want to uh, see the movie. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how that works. But I, I, I want I, the movie. If you haven't watched it, you youngsters, watch the the Sting. Well, that's Great cons, movie. right? Con, the big con. You know the difference between a pro and a con is what? Um, a pro doesn't get caught. <laughs> nice. There you go. <laughs> 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 Keep that in mind. Ever wow. entertaining that even now. Right. So, so he'll be here all week. So all <laughs> Try four of us, up. other than Sandy, will be in Dallas at the NRA annual yeah. meetings. Right. I'm going to be doing. They don't allow Sandy. No, no. no. they barred him. I'm going to be doing a call-in show. And then we're probably going to be taping a show at uh, at, at uh, the Blade Show in Atlanta. You going oh, to yeah, Blade? Of course, I'm going to Blade. You going to Blade? Probably, yeah. You going to Blade? I will not be there. I wrote the doggy book of U.S. knife laws. I know. I know. We have pictures. If you guys and girls listening have never been to the Blade Show in Atlanta, it's the end of May, the last weekend of May. You need to go at least once to the Blade Show. It's it's phenomenal. It is. They they run they run a great operation, and uh, we the have largest the largest coverage show in the entire in world. What? It's the largest Isn't it the in the first world. Weekend in June? It's it's it runs from the end of May to beginning right. of June. Beginning I'm flying June, like yeah. the 30th and coming back like the second or something. It, it right? is it is great. It is yeah. absolutely the best and the largest in the world. They have wonderful. And the, the knife people are really nice. And Same as gun people. Nah, gun people are a little more crabby because of what's oh. going on. Oh, okay. See, the knife <laughs> people in UK are crabby. Oh, yeah. So that's a different. Yeah, because knife they're, they're banning knives left and saying? right. And it's really, it's, you know, watch out. Uh, but I, what I wanted to do was, you know, they set up these knife surrender bins. At yeah. I wanted to put one right in front of your uh, place here. Would you mind if I just have n- surrender your knife? <laughs> yeah, my I own personal mind. knife He's surrender bin. I just want to, you know, I just figure if I put them around... <laughs> I could just get people putting their knives and, in there and, and, and build a, a collection. tremendous collection. Yeah, we should in do no a magazine at all. <laughs> I mean, people wouldn't even know. <laughs> knife surrender bin. Oh, look, I'm surrendering knife. Man, I'd build up a collection like nobody's business. It'd be fantastic. Hey, look, right? I mean, they're that dumb in the UK. Hey, this going to be an orange dumb, barrel not, right there pretty Let's soon. Let's just get those surrenders going, man. I think, Evan, you might have to pay gift cards like on it. that. Though. I like it. Oh, that beats so... uh, the clothes in the thing, right? <laughs> knife right. surrender. I was going to have them all over. Knife surrender bin. What was your website? The... Wait a minute. People tell me it every day. That's my name, EvanNappin.com. Dan? HartmanWinicky.com. Scott? ANJRPC.org. Steven Shorter, I owe you. I got to read your letter. I've been busy. I'm sorry. I was young. I needed the money. Anyway, uh, thank you all. Uh, I got. This is really actually a fun show. June 9th and 10th. <laughs> August 18th, 19th. It is fun. Yes, Urban Precision Rifle Shootout to 1,500 yards. We have Urban Pistol 123, and we now have an Urban Pistol 4. We have Urban Carbine 123. We have Holster Draw. We have Low Light, No Light at Gun for Hire. We have a ton of NRA classes. And the fall, we have NRA instructor classes coming back. Anybody that belongs to the second is for everyone with Tony Simon that wants to become an NRA instructor or RSO. Let Tony know. He's putting a class together. We're going to host it here at a discount. I am done, Biatches. So you're already in... Uh in where? Portugal or Spain? Spain, Barcelona moment. first. You're Barcelona first, right? Enjoying wine. And, and I fly home from Lisbon. Cheese, and you fly home from Lisbon. Lisbon. Wow, that's actually yeah, is it the last pretty plane? good city, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the last plane from Lisbon. 
Uh, it, this really mm. was a good show. You know, we ought to take this act on the road. Mm. We, we're going to do it at the Blade Show without Dan. Oh, <laughs> thanks. So it's not my fault you're not going. we got to get Dan into knives now. That's He's into knives. He works for knife rights. Oh, that's right. We got, yeah, we, yeah, Doug, Doug Ritter keeps trying to get me down to Blade Show. Doug, are you, you going to go. endorse go. me for NRA board oh, seat, here it Doug? Goes. He's not now, Anthony. Not now, yeah. Not just... after that. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note. Oh, man. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Good for High Radio. I smell a bridge burning. What else is new? What else is new? Yeah, he offended All right. somebody. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Media Production, the music is in his broadcast. It's managed by Cosmo Music, LLC, New York, New York, and the uh, license broadcasters. We love you guys. See you next week. Anthony, go drink some wine. Winston says hello. <laughs> <laughs>